You're listening to the 40 Days of Praying for Revival Devotion. Revival Reign, Day 10. Becoming the Prayer. You know, as much as revival is the answer to passionate, hungry prayer, it is also the result of obedient and courageous people who are willing to step out, step up, and take a risk to see God move. Maybe even become the prayer that they have been praying. As we pray for revival, we have to be keenly alert to anything the Lord might tell us to do. No matter how small, no matter how big, every obedient action counts. Every act of obedience could be the spark that triggers the dunamis power of God. Obedience is a key to revival. Being obedient to pray and also to act when called upon by Him. Can you imagine an Ananias of Damascus doing his 5 a.m. prayer vigil in the safety of his living room for the peace and revival of his city when suddenly the Lord appears to him and tells him to go and lay hands on a notorious killer of Christians? He did what most disciples do. He obeyed. And God did a mighty work in healing Saul of Tarsus and winning many to the Lord in that city. Ananias was willing to be the prayer he prayed. How willing are we to be the prayer we pray? Jesus gave his disciples a vision of the coming harvest. Then he advised his disciples to pray that the Lord of the harvest would send laborers out into the harvest field. Shortly after that, Jesus answered their prayers by sending them out into the harvest field, giving them authority to do his works. This brings us to Hector McKinnon, who was the postman on a small island of only 500 people. The island was called Bernera. It was in the Hebrides, off the coast of Scotland. Hector McKinnon had become so disturbed by the spiritual ambivalence of his community that he took a day off work and committed the day to prayer in his barn. His wife recalled overhearing him pray for the preacher Duncan Campbell to be sent to the island. Oh God, I do not know where he is, but you know, and I ask you to send him. At 10 p.m. that evening, Hector broke through. He received a sudden and certain conviction that his prayers had been answered. So certain was he that Duncan Campbell was coming, that he arranged accommodation and notified the whole community that Mr. Campbell would be preaching the following Thursday at 9 p.m. He had received the faith to be certain of what he had hoped for. At the same time, Duncan Campbell was at a large Christian conference in Ireland where he was the main speaker. Something began to stir in his spirit at that conference and he sensed an almost irresistible compulsion to leave the convention and fly to the tiny Hebridean island of Bernera. It seemed crazy because the inhabitants of Bernera were less than the number attending the conference. But the compulsion was too strong to ignore. And he did what disciples of Jesus do. He made his apologies to man and he obeyed God. 
Duncan left the conference and flew from Ireland to Glasgow and then from Glasgow to Stornoway, the capital of the Hebrides. From there he drove many miles north, finally crossing the waters to Bernera on a small ferry. Stepping ashore at Bernera, he approached the boy and asked where the nearest minister lived. The boy replied that both of the island's churches were without ministers at that time. Where then does the nearest church elder live? Duncan inquired. In the house on the top of the hill, indicated the lad. Duncan asked him to go and inform the elder that Mr. Campbell has come. The boy came back saying, Mr. McKinnon has been expecting you. He has arranged for you to stay with his brother and you are preaching in the church tonight. <laughs> Eighty people came to hear the visiting preacher that night, but nothing unusual happened. So ordinary was the meeting that Duncan Campbell even wondered whether he had mistaken God's call and should really have been preaching to the large numbers in the conference back at Ireland. But God was not responding to the faith of the renowned revival leader, but to that of a humble village postman who had received certainty from God in prayer. The congregation had left the building to make their way home, down the hill to the village below. Hector approached Duncan and sitting beside him said, Mr. Campbell, I hope you are not disappointed that revival has not come to the church tonight. But God is hovering over us and he will break through at any minute. Suddenly, Hector stopped short, stood up and slowly removed his hat. Gazing intently into the night, he whispered, Stand, Mr. Campbell, for God has come. See what is happening. And there below them on the hillside, people were kneeling in the fields as loud cries of repentance began to fill the night air. The meeting, which had begun in the church, continued until 4 a.m. on the hillside. The whole community was gripped by a mighty visitation that shook the island from center to circumference. And every single household was impacted that very night. Mr. McKinnon and Duncan Campbell's willingness to obey and act was what made that revival possible. We too must be willing to obey as we pray for revival. No matter how big the action or small, a phone call, a gift, a seed, a message, an offer to pray for someone, when spirit-led, these actions become doorways for God to move in extraordinary ways, especially when we are crying out for revival. Will you make yourself available to God? Will you become the prayers you pray? See yourself as not just a prayer of revival, but as a vessel of revival. God has and always will use ordinary people to do the most extraordinary things. And so we pray. Lord, I bow my heart and I bend my knee. Send revival and start with me. Pour out your spirit in an unprecedented way. May all who hear be saved today. May all who are saved proclaim the way. Lord, send revival 
and start with me. Thank you for listening to this devotion. We hope you are inspired to keep praying and to keep believing for revival in our days.